0: This is the week that doesn't end. Yes, it goes on and on, my friends. Some people started picking games not knowing when they'd play. What's happening everybody? Justin, Bridgewater's Finest on YouTube, Blockbuster underscore guy on Twitter, fueled as always by the incredible folks at Nerd Tease, and welcome to week 16 of my weekly NFL football pick show for the 2021 NFL football season, and holy what a clusterfuck week 15 has been. It's Tuesday morning, the week's not even over yet, so this is going to be a very discombobulated edition of this show, because of course, like I said, the previous week's not done yet, there are two games yet to play in week 15, which impact four games in week 16, because all four of the teams that are to play tonight play in different games against different opponents next week. So it's just it's it's a ripple effect. You just take a rock, you throw it in the middle of a pond, and you just watch the ripples go forward. So this is gonna be a weird week because there's four games where we don't know don't have the full data set on the teams that are going to play in them so it's it's a very interesting week and it's going to probably be frustrating for some people just like this previous week has been with all the covid reschedulings and fantasy football juggernauts getting absolutely torpedoed in week one i raise my hand and include myself in that conversation so here's what we're going to do we're going to kind of lightning through the early stuff here in the show because again it's not all complete. So like I'm going to do nothing about the pick and pools because there's still plenty to be decided there. So far I'm 9 and 5 straight up on the week. So it's been a solid week for the picks so far. This could be a 9 and 7 week. It could be an 11 and 5 week. It's tough to say at this point. But right now, sitting at 9 and 5, straight up. 121, 101 on the season, straight up. Against the spread, I'm even money at 7 and 7. I was sitting at 5 and 7, and then the two games yesterday both went my way against the spread. So even money right now 107, 113, and 2. On the year. Didn't do so well on the totals, only 1 and 3, 10 and 14 since we swapped over to just doing the totals in the platinum, gold, silver, and bronze picks. So, wasn't exactly a strong week, and I'm back to 30 games under 500 for the season. Speaking of the platinum, gold, silver, and bronze, was not a solid week for those picks. First of all, my platinum and gold pick, they both miss straight up. Tampa Bay loses to New Orleans in a baffling game, and Arizona loses to Detroit, also a baffling game. So I went over on both of those picks. I had both of the heavy favorites covering against the spread. That didn't work out. It was two low-scoring games. I had both of them going over the point total. Neither of those worked out either. Que sera, sera. It was a weird week. Now, luckily, Buffalo did beat Carolina, and the Niners did beat Atlanta. Both of those were convincing wins. I did get uh, San Francisco minus nine against the spread. I took Carolina to cover plus 11. That did not work out. I didn't expect Buffalo to absolutely cave their heads in the way they did. And I did get under 45 and a half in San Fran, Atlanta as well. So the bronze pick was actually a sweep. It was just going, uh, let's see, one and three, one and six, one and nine across the other three picks. So yeah, not great. So like I say, I'm skipping the Pick'em Pool stuff this week completely because the week is far from over at this point. And I'm basically going to be flying through Fantasy Corner this week, but let's take a quick peek in there. It is, of course, presented by the Dynasty Trade Calculator, as always, the Dynasty Trade Calculator, one of the absolute best resources online for Dynasty Keeper and long-term fantasy football, player evaluations, trade evaluations, rankings, podcasts, a ton of great experts on that site. And for as little as $3, you can gain access to one of the absolute best tools available to you if you want to take long-term and dynasty fantasy football seriously like I've started to over the last couple of years so check the description down below you're going to get my affiliate link my referral link and gain access to the DTC for as little as three bucks so right now I'm only looking at like a one in five week in fantasy it's not good I made the playoffs in three of my six leagues and in two of those leagues I think I'm going to be one and done I think I'm going to be out in the first round unfortunately including the professionals dynasty fantasy football where just none of my team showed up Mike Evans got hurt I have a bunch of people on the COVID list like I'm just one of those teams that just everything that seemed to go wrong seemed to hit me all at once and it was a perfect storm I wound up losing to Keith Best of luck to Keith as he moves forward in the playoffs. I'm looking at consolation matchups. We'll have to see what happens with those, because obviously the week is not over yet. And in the Progs League, I had a consolation game against Half Moon, and I'm going to lose that one as well, so I'm going to be down and playing for like the, I think the 11th place game in that league, so just... Two straight seasons of just terrible results in the Progs League. So best of luck to Half Moon as he continues through the consolation ladder. But look, fantasy, it was just an absolute tire fire all week long. And without much further ado, we're going to get right into the picks for this week, but I am going to take the time, as I always do, to let you know that if you go to the description of this video on YouTube or the audio file on SoundCloud, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts of choice, you can find all of my results from last week, certainly once the week finishes, all of my picks for week 16 here in the NFL in 2021, information on the pick'em pools, which I did not talk about uh, in this episode, but again... I'll do the same thing I've done a couple of times. I will update in the pinned comment below once the week is actually done with who won the week and everything like that. You can find information on joining the NFL YouTube Prognosticators Facebook page, and you can find information on my great friends and sponsors at Tees, Folks, in a week of abject... uh Unpredictability and craziness in the NFL. The one solid piece, the one consistent, reliable piece here is a piping hot cup of nerd teas as I sit down to record about this strange, strange league nerdteas.ca. You're going to want to go there and you're going to want to use my promo code, which is BWFINEST, and that is going to save you 15% at checkout. You're also going to get free shipping in Canada on any order over a hundred bucks, which I think is an excellent deal. And if you're in the U.S., you get a great conversion rate on the U.S. dollar as well. Today's blend is an old staple of mine. It is Amaretto Almond Biscotti, just a smooth, smooth cup of tea here in the morning. And you can enjoy a smooth cup of tea, one of dozens and dozens of smooth Cups of tea that you can get through nerdteas.ca. Use that promo code BWFinest, get your free shipping, save your 15%, find yourself something to love, or find someone you love something to love. You can do that on nerdteas.ca. So here we go. Without any further ado, let's get into the week 16 slate of games. Obviously a full 16 game slate as nobody has any bye weeks left. And we're going to assume that COVID is not going to wreak havoc on the schedule this week like it did last week. Are we foolish to assume that? Probably, but it's the best that we can do with the information that we have available to us. We are going to get started in Tennessee, where the Titans are going to play host to the San Francisco 49ers. Titans dealing yet again with the absence of their big fish free agent that they brought in this offseason, that being Julio Jones. He re-aggravated his hamstring injury in their game last week. He is likely shut down now for the rest of the regular season. The impetus there is going to be to get him healthy and see what he can contribute come playoff time. The Niners, I think, are a team that are absolutely rounding into form right now. I think this is one of the better teams in the NFL the offense playing very well, the defense certainly playing well as well, only giving up 23 points a game over their last four. Tennessee, I really like the way the defense has played lately. They're coming off of a shutout two weeks ago. They only gave up 19 points last week, but man, that offense has just completely dried up. They have not scored more than 20 points at any, any game over their last four. The offense really, really struggling. One of the lowest scoring offenses in the league over that same time frame i don't think i can trust the offense right now i think i got to go with the niners again a team that i really think are rounding into form and a team that i think is going to do some damage come playoff time so let's take the niners here on the road in tennessee to get the win over the titans On the line here, the Titans are taking three and a half points here as a home dog. I like San Francisco to win. I think they cover this number. I think this is a full possession game for them. So I'm going to lay the three and a half on San Francisco again. Been very impressed with the way they've been playing lately, offensively, defensively. They've managed their injury situation, I think, tremendously well. And the results back that up. Going to lay the three and a half points here on the Niners in Tennessee. Let's take San Francisco 24, Tennessee 17. Let's go to Arizona now for what is on paper one of the marquee matchups of the week. The Arizona Cardinals at home playing host to the Indianapolis Colts, two of the better higher ranked teams in the NFL. Could this be a dark horse Super Bowl matchup for some people? I think they would certainly look at it that way. Boy, I really have my problems with the Arizona Cardinals right now. When they don't have DeAndre Hopkins, my goodness, this offense looks completely lost. Look, there's no reason that Arizona should lose to Detroit. That's just, and I don't even think Detroit fans are going to be upset about that. Arizona is a team of a certain caliber. Detroit is a team of a certain caliber. And almost no matter the situation, Arizona should not lose that game. Despite the loss last week, Arizona is still one of the best ball control teams in the NFL. Double digit in the positive in terms of their turnover differential, so they don't make a lot of mistakes. Neither do the Indianapolis Colts. You can say the exact same about them. Double digits in the positives in terms of the turnover ratio. And one of the least penalized teams in the NFL. So again, they don't make mistakes. They force teams to beat them. And I can't trust Arizona right now. I can't trust them offensively. I can't really trust them defensively. The defense is playing all right. The last two weeks, though, they're not. They've given up 30 points and 30 points over their last two games. Losers of two straight games, in fact. I got to take the Colts here. The Colts are on fire to me offensively and defensively. Coming off a shutout a couple of weeks ago. Let's take Indianapolis here on the road in Arizona to get a big statement win over the cards. On the line, Arizona is laying a point and a half here as a home favorite. I like Indianapolis to win the game outright, so give me the 1.5 on the plus side. Let's take Colts 34, Cardinals 31. Arizona's going to get drugged into deep waters, and they're going to realize that they don't have a big enough ore. Indianapolis gets the win. Let's go to Atlanta now. Falcons are going to play host to the Detroit Lions. Detroit, one of the more penalized teams. In the NFL, I've been talking about that for most of the season with them. Detroit's, they're certainly playing better. They're certainly playing better than they had earlier in the season, especially on the defensive side. They had a hiccup there a couple of weeks ago, but look, they just coming off scoring 30 points last week against a good team in Arizona. I don't think Arizona's an elite team anymore. I think they're a good team, but look, they still scored 30 points on them. That defense is pretty good. And the Lions defense is certainly playing a far cry better, excusing the hiccup two weeks ago, a far cry better than they were earlier in the season. Now Atlanta, when you look at the Falcons, their offense still really, really struggling. Every week is potentially another week where Calvin Ridley could retake the field and you could see that completely turn around. The defense playing relatively well here, but we got to look at Atlanta. Like Atlanta's, for all their problems this year, they're not a team that's out of it. If you look at the context of the NFC wildcard picture right now, we're looking at the Rams at nine and four, the Niners at eight and six, because of course the Rams haven't played their 14th game yet. So the Rams have nine wins. The Niners have eight wins like Atlanta's sitting there at six and eight. Like they're right there. The third wildcard spot in the NFC is a seven win team. The Falcons are there at six, so they're they're far from out of it here, and this is not a game that if the Falcons have any aspirations whatsoever of sneaking into one of those bottom wildcard spots, not a game the Falcons can afford to lose. I don't think it's a game they're going to lose. Let's take Atlanta here at home to beat Detroit, even though arguably... You could make the argument Detroit's playing better lately. I'm still going to take Atlanta because they're the team that's got everything to lose. So let's take the Falcons at home to beat Detroit. On the line, Atlanta's laying four and a half points here as a home favorite. I am going to hedge my bets on this one, and I'm actually going to grab Detroit plus the four and a half. This is not the greatest hedge in the world, but it's also not the worst hedge I've ever done. I don't like it enough to grab Detroit winning the game outright, but Atlanta doesn't have to cover four and a half to win this game. So I'm going to grab Detroit with the points because you never know, the Lions could certainly win this game outright, but four and a half, just a little too many for me to lay on the Falcons as they exist right now. If Calvin Ridley winds up playing this week, it's entirely possible that they could uh, cover that number, but I'm going to grab Detroit plus the points. So we're going to go Atlanta 24, Detroit 23. Falcons get the job done. Stay alive in the NFC playoff picture. Let's go to Cincinnati now for a battle of the AFC North, and boy, this is a tight, tight division, number one through number four. Nothing is going to be decided in the AFC North, I would assume, right down to the last week of the season. Bengals playing host to the Baltimore Ravens. Bengals at eight and six technically do have the inside track in this division over the Ravens, who are also at eight and six and you got the Steelers seven, six and one and the Browns seven and seven. This is a very tight division. Absolutely nothing decided as of yet. I really like what I've seen from the Bengals this year, both offensively and defensively. Although I would have liked to see that's going to be the project moving forward. I think for the Bengals, I think their offense is set with the exception of maybe the offensive line. The defense is really where I'd like to see them focus. Now, if they land like a big fish free agent I would not be shocked to see Cincinnati win this division next year. Whether they win the division this year or not, that obviously still remains to be seen. But this is a really important game, obviously, in the context of this division where Pittsburgh and uh, Cleveland are not playing each other this week. They have their own matchup, their own separate matchups, and they're tough matchups as well. So the winner of this really going to have the inside track on winning this division. Bengals playing really solid ball lately 25 points a game and 22 points against over their last four games defense has been playing really solid offense has been putting up points where they need to they got the job done last week a very low scoring game Baltimore has been hitting me and look Baltimore has been ravaged by injuries and COVID and everything like they didn't they didn't have Lamar Jackson last week it's been right from the beginning of the year with the Ravens so it is perfectly reasonable to feel bad for the Ravens because my god their backfield has been a mess because of injuries now the COVID situation that's kind of gone through their locker room and and just all kinds of all kinds of stuff really have been against the Ravens this year and it sucks and man did they uh, they really put on a show staying competitive I should say with the Green Bay Packers especially late in that game man did they really come on there at the end and look some questionable decisions questionable play calls I certainly would not have gone for it on a fourth and five on my own 29 yard line I think that was some analytics decision somewhere some model agreed with that and to me it was ridiculous that you would do that but you know that is one play call in the context of an entire game so it is what it is but not something that I would have done much to the dismay of one dude on Twitter who was whining in my replies for the next couple of hours in any case I like the Bengals in this spot they're a very disciplined team they don't take a lot of penalties Baltimore's had some problems controlling the football this year they turn it over a little too much for my liking I like the Bengals here. It's going to be a close matchup, a tight matchup. They're the favorites at home. I'm going to take Cincinnati to win this game and really put pressure on the rest of that division to catch up to them in the last few weeks. Let's take Cincinnati over Baltimore. On the line, like I mentioned, Cincinnati a slight favorite laying two and a half points here. At home, we are going to lay those points right along with the Bengals. I like them to win. It's a small price to pay, so we're going to lay the two and a half. Let's go Cincinnati 27, Baltimore 21. Very competitive matchup. Bengals get the job done. By the way, yes, I'm aware of the Joe Mixon situation with his ankle, I would be very surprised if Joe Mixon doesn't play in this game, and I figure he will be fine come game time. So I'm not discounting it. I certainly took it into consideration. I still like the Bengals. All right, now it's time to get into the games featuring teams that have not played yet in Week 15. That's the Minnesota Vikings playing host to the Los Angeles Rams. Now, the Rams will play tonight. Again, this is one of four games that are really impacted by the fact that the One of the teams in the game has not played their week 15 game yet. So Minnesota, look, they got the job done last night against Chicago. I didn't think their offense looked overwhelming in that game. The defense looked pretty good, but it's also against Chicago, and Chicago has this way of making other defenses look pretty good. Minnesota is kind of in the Atlanta spot Right now, I mean they're a little better off, certainly at seven and seven, but they're right in the thick of things there for that last wild card spot in the NFC. Meanwhile, the Rams I think are have to feel pretty comfortable about not only their ability to make the playoffs. Look, they got to feel comfortable about their ability to catch the Cardinals for the division. And they're really going to have to put their heads down here and really make that push because we've seen over the last few weeks, the cards are susceptible. So as much as it looked like that division might be spoken for already, anything but. Both of these teams coming into this game with the uh, detriment of the short week, having played on either Monday or Tuesday. Tale of two cities when it comes to discipline. The Rams, one of the least penalized teams in the NFL. The Vikings, one of the most penalized teams in the NFL. So that certainly does not uh, bode well for the Vikings in this spot. Minnesota's been playing all right lately. Their offense has been pretty good before the game last night their defense had been eh, pretty susceptible until that game last night but once again when it's against the bears and what their offense is in general capable of even at their apex you gotta kind of question just how much credit you give to a game like that where they yes they only allowed nine points but you know you gotta look at the competition think I got to go with the Rams here it's an important game for both teams I fully understand that but the Rams are looking for a home playoff game whereas Minnesota even if they lose are still going to be right in the thick of this wild card conversation right up until the end of the season so we're going to go ahead and grab the Rams here on the road in Minnesota to get the win over the Vikings. On the line, uh, the Rams are actually three-point favorites here on the road in Minnesota. I like them to win. It's a relatively small price to pay. I think I'm going to lay the three points on the road Rams in Minnesota. Let's take LA 35, Minnesota 21. Let's go to the game that may well decide the winner of the AFC East, and that is the New England Patriots at home playing host to the Buffalo Bills. These two teams coming into this game kind of going in opposite directions here. The Bills coming off of a 17-point win. The Patriots coming off of a 10-point loss. I think these two teams are very, very comparable, certainly on the defensive side. I think the Bills have a bit more of an upside on the offense, and I guess if you had to choose, I would say the Patriots probably have a bit of an edge On the defensive side as well, Patriots having the benefit of the long week here, having played early in the week, Uh, both of these teams very strong in terms of controlling and protecting the football, they don't give up a ton in terms of turnovers, they make teams beat you. Now, Buffalo, they do struggle with penalties a little bit, and I think I talked about it either last week or the week before. It's one of those things that I think keeps the Bills from being a truly elite team. I think this is what kind of keeps this division in conversation, genuinely, and that's and that's how much credit I give to teams that struggle with their discipline, teams that struggle taking too many penalties. You shoot yourself in the foot enough times, you're not going to have any feet to stand on. Patriots obviously lost to one of the best teams in the AFC last week that was in Indianapolis. They're playing one of the best teams in the AFC again this week. I've got question marks about their offense suddenly, especially from the last, you know, the last 2 weeks. They got by with it the week before, didn't get by with it last week. I think I'm going to take the Bills here. Not that I think You know, uh, uh, Coach Belichick is going to be happy having sat with that loss for the extra time. And I don't know right off the top of my head how good Belichick's record is coming off of extended rest, maybe even after a loss. But I'm going to take the Bills here. I just got a feeling, a funny feeling, I guess, about this division that I genuinely think the Bills are going to come back and win the AFC East. So that starts, obviously, by beating the Patriots this week. Let's take Buffalo on the road in New England to beat the Pats. On the line, the Pats are laying two and a half points here as a home favorite. I like the Bills to win outright, so give me the two and a half points on Buffalo. So we're going to go Buffalo 21, Patriots 20, as close as it can possibly get. It might be a last second play, but I'm going to take the Bills. Let's go to New York now, very briefly. Jets and Jags, two of obviously the worst teams in the NFL. Jags now right back in that conversation Once again, for the first overall pick, and I think maybe you got to look at it now, like, okay, we had the Urban Meyer of it all, we got rid of that, look, maybe we just need to, you know, maybe we just need a do-over, another first overall pick, or maybe trade that pick down, depending on the specific player that you want, maybe this is just a do-over year for the Jags, and they just kind of have to admit, like, hey, we made a mistake, we screwed up, Let's fix it and move on. Both of these teams are bad. Like, the offenses are bad. The defenses are bad. Like, I mean, the Jags have given up 370 points this year. The Jets have given up 428. Like, man, that Jets defense is awful. And if they were playing an offense that had any idea what they were doing, I probably wouldn't pick with them. But they're not. They're playing the Jags. And the Jags genuinely have almost no idea what they're doing on either side of the ball. I think I got to take the Jets here. They're at home at the very least. Let's hold our nose and grab the Jets in a game featuring two of the worst ball control teams in the league and a team in Jacksonville that is among the most penalties in the NFL. On the line, Jets are laying two and a half points here as the home favorite. I'm going to hold my nose and lay those points. It's the first time this year that the Jets have been a betting favorite. Genuinely, all 14 of their games so far, they have been underdogs. They're only four and ten against the spread, but uh, man, like, what an awful game. So we're just going to lean on the offensive upside of the Jets, I guess, at least relative to the team that they are playing. Let's go Jets 17, Jags 14 and forget that we ever talked about this game. Let's go to Philadelphia now. Eagles and Giants battle of the NFC East. Um, I don't necessarily know that this is a game of tremendous importance, but it'll depend on what happens in the, you know, the Washington game tonight and the Philly game tonight. It'll kind of depend if the Eagles win tonight. That puts them at 7 and 7, was, you know, same thing for Washington, but like both of those teams are, like Atlanta, still in the conversation, obviously, for the wild card. So there's certainly stuff to play for here for the Eagles. The Giants, not so much. At 4-10, and 10, if they're not officially eliminated yet, I think they might be. But if they're not officially eliminated yet, they are basically done. Eagles might have the detriment of the short week here but I feel pretty confident about their ability to turn it around quickly at least enough to be able to handle what the Giants are going to bring to them which is not much on the offensive side defense has played decently with the exception of the game a couple of weeks ago Philadelphia I just think is the better football team between the two coming off a game uh, last week uh, where they, or not last week, the week before, a 33-18 to 18 win. They're at least coming into this game with momentum. Let's grab the Eagles, despite their struggles at home this year, to get the win over the Giants. On the line, the Eagles are laying 10 points as a home favorite here against the Giants. No thank you. Not for a team that has been as bad at home this year as the Eagles have been. I understand why this line exists, but it is ridiculous and you should laugh at it. We're going to grab the 10 points here with the New York Giants taking it. We don't exactly feel the greatest in the world about it because it is the Giants and they are bad at the football, at least right now, but we're going to take the 10 points. Let's go Eagles 24 Giants 17 competitive game. Eagles still get a comfortable win, but you can't lay the 10 points here. I don't think. Let's go to Carolina now. We're talking about a Panthers team that uh, failed to get the job done as big underdogs last week to not even cover the point total against the Buffalo Bills. Now this week, they have to play a Tampa Bay Bucks team that is both really angry and really hurt. So of course, why are they angry? Well, Tom Brady just got shut out for the first time in whatever it was, 255 starts or something crazy like that. Shut out for the first time in a day de- more than a decade well more than a decade so he's not the kind of player that's going to be very happy with that so he's going to be playing angry for sure the problem with that is he's going to be playing angry alongside we don't know really because they have been absolutely decimated by injuries at the skill positions so for the bucks Chris Godwin, originally thought to have a sprain of his MCL. Turns out when he had an MRI, he also tore his ACL. He is done for the rest of the season as well as the playoffs. We would hope to see him back at some point next year. Tough to say exactly when that might be. Also, Mike Evans, he injured his hamstring. He's being considered by Bruce Arians as week to week. Might he play this week? Entirely possible. Would he be at 100%? Probably not. Then, Leonard Fournette at running back. He also injured his hamstring. He's expected to miss one to two weeks. They might as well shut him down for the rest of the regular season. I have to assume that they feel fairly confident here at 10-4 and about winning this division and having a home playoff game. Might as well shut a guy like Lenny down until the games really, really matter. And, you know, if the Bucs were playing a more capable team this week, I think I might grab an upset here, but I'm not going to because the Panthers have shown me over the last few weeks that they have no real inclination towards playing really solid football and you're not going to beat the Bucks under almost any circumstances if you're not playing close to flawless ball and they take too many penalties and turn the ball over too much to have their game be considered anywhere near flawless. Definitely on the bucks here, and as a spoiler, this game would have been in my top four picks if I wouldn't have picked with Tampa Bay highly and against Carolina highly last week. There was just no place to kind of fit them in with the way that I do those picks and kind of the things that I hold myself to, so I'm not just always talking about the same teams over and over again. On the line, the Bucks are laying 11 points here as a road favorite. This is not the comfortable laying of these points that it should be. Like, if Tampa was at full strength, th- no question in my mind. Like, this is a blowout if Tampa's at full strength. They're not at full strength. They're going to probably be down two and a half to three of their top skill players. So, does that keep this game close? Yes. Does Tampa still cover minus 11? yes they do i think so i'm gonna go ahead and lay the minus 11 because i think this is a full two possession game and i just think the minus 11 is going to hit in that context so we're going to go tampa bay 24 carolina 9 i'm not giving the panthers a touchdown in this game Let's go to Seattle now. Seahawks, another team yet to play this week, playing host to the Chicago Bears. Now, both of these teams will come into this game with the detriment of the short week. Chicago having played last night, Seattle playing tonight. Now, the Seahawks, who obviously have had their struggles this year, no one is uh, no one is going to make any claim that they have not struggled offensively and defensively this season. I think Seattle's still the worst total defense in the NFL, if memory serves me correct. One thing that they do do well, they do not take a lot of penalties. They're one of the least penalized teams in the league. So again, they're going to force the team that's in front of them to do what it takes to beat them. And I don't know how anybody could have watched the Chicago Bears this year with how frequently they turn the ball over. They were, I think, minus two in the turnover differential again last night. I, I don't see how anybody could watch this team and think that they do their job well enough to beat almost anybody in this league. Like, what's Chicago's record right now? They're 4-10. and I'm kind of shocked they've won four games looking at this team most weeks. I'm going to be on Seattle here. I don't think, like... They're just barely hanging on by a thread here. I don't think 9-8 and eight is going to do it to get into the playoffs in the NFC, but Seattle is going to be thinking that it is, and Seattle is going to be doing everything they possibly can to try to get to that point. It starts with a very winnable game here in their own building. Let's take Seattle to beat Chicago. On the line, Seattle's laying a full touchdown, full seven points here against the Bears. And I think the Bears' defense is good enough that they cover this number. That's too many points for me. Seattle's not that team this year, certainly not to this point. So I'm gonna take the seven points on Chicago it's, it's, it's faint criticism because it's, it's less about what they do and more about what their opponents have done. So we're going to take Seattle to win, but we're going to hedge our bets, grab Chicago plus seven. Let's go Seahawks 20 bears 14. Let's go to Dallas now for the other matchup of the NFC East, that being the Cowboys playing host to the Washington football team. Now, Washington, of course, has not played their week 15 game yet, so some numbers could be slightly adjusted here depending on how that game goes this evening. What cannot be adjusted is the fact that Washington will come into this game both on the short week and on the tail end of back-to-back road games. The only team this week that will have to face the detriment of being on back-to-back road games. Dallas, despite the fact that they take a few too many penalties for my liking, they're kind of like Buffalo in a sense. They take too many penalties, but they're very, very good in terms of controlling the football. Their turnover ratio is immaculate. It's one of the best in the league. And I genuinely think you generate a turnover or two here on this Washington team. And I kind of think they fall apart a little bit. The results here have not been indicative to me of a team that can overcome something like that. I think Dallas is good enough to get the job done here. Certainly in the last few weeks, the offense is playing well. The defense is playing great. They have not given up more than 20 points in any of their last three games. And in that span, they've scored 27, 27, and 21. So the Cowboys offense playing well, defense playing well. That's going to be good enough here to get the job done for me. Let's take Dallas at home to beat Washington. Now on the line, Dallas laying 10 and points here as the home favorite. And this is one that I'm going to reserve the right to change my pick on, depending on what happens in the Washington game this evening. Right now, I'm going to lay those points because I have the final score of this game, 31 to 20. So it's the slightest, it is the closest possible margin that we can do And actually cover this number, but based on what I have the final score as, I think this number covers. So we're going to lay the 10.5 points right now on Dallas, but again, I'm going to reserve the right to change my pick in this game depending on what happens tonight with the football team. And the last game we're going to look at before we get to the platinum, gold, silver, and bronze picks sees the New Orleans Saints at home playing host to the Miami Dolphins. Now, New Orleans, their defense has been playing very, very well lately. The offense has looked completely lost with the exception of uh, two weeks ago when they put up 30, which that was good. It was against the Jets. So once again... You, you have to consider the source on these things, but they do at the very least have a game like that under their belt. But other than that, they've struggled to hit double digits. Again, I have no question marks about the defense, the offense, no quarterback that's on that roster right now is the answer for that team. The Dolphins, meanwhile, have been on a mad dash to get themselves back into the playoff conversation here, and they've evened their record at 7-7 and after that horrendous, horrendous start to the year. They've at least looked closer to the team that I kind of expected them to be this year. They've certainly looked closer to that in the last few weeks. At the very least... The offense is playing exceptionally well, even with a guy like Jalen Waddell last week who landed on the COVID list. They still got the job done putting up 27 points, sorry, 31 points, and the defense playing well as well, with the exception of giving up 24 points this past week. They're only giving up 15 points a game in the last month, so this Dolphins team rounding into form at the right time could be a dark horse to make some noise in the AFC playoffs considering that I have zero faith in the Saints uh, defense or offensively right now I have to go with the Dolphins here the Dolphins on the road in New Orleans I'm gonna take them to get the upset win here over the Saints on the line New Orleans is laying three points here as a home favorite. In other words, one of those lines of Vegas doesn't quite know what they want to do with it. So I'm going to grab Miami plus three here while I can, because obviously I like them to win the game outright. I think this line shrinks before kickoff, so I'm happy to get the three points right now. Let's go Miami 20, New Orleans 17. Close low scoring game. Dolphins get the job done. Maybe last second field goal All right, here we go, folks. Platinum, gold, silver, and bronze picks for week 16 in the NFL. We're going to start with the bronze pick, which once again was a sweep last week. Uh, The diamond among the dirt in these picks last week. Now 13 and two straight up 11 and four against the spread is the bronze pick and even eight and seven on the totals this year. The bronze pick sees the Las Vegas Raiders at home playing host to the Denver Broncos. So this is a division matchup, obviously, and it's a matchup where I think Vegas has the line completely wrong. I'm going to give the Raiders at least a little bit of credit. They did get the win last week against a Browns team that was missing like half of their starting lineup due to COVID and their third string quarterback. But you know what? They got the win. On a last second field goal. I don't know how most people don't look at the Raiders. And I think I even said this last week. I'm not sure how most people don't look at the Raiders as maybe the worst team in football right now. I mean, the Carolina may have something to say about that. But this Raiders team is bad. They're going to have the detriment of the short week. They take too many penalties. Denver takes Uh, Very few penalties. They're one of the least penalized teams in the league. The big thing that I think keeps this game close and maybe goes a long way to explaining why the Raiders are the favorites in this game is Teddy Bridgewater. So he suffered a concussion in the game last week. He's in protocol. He's highly unlikely to play. He got injured and Denver was still competitive in that football game against a really good Cincinnati Bengals team. That was still a one possession game right down to the end. And the Bengals are sorry, the Broncos had a chance right at the end there. They're not playing that level of competition this week. So whether Teddy is playing or he isn't playing, Denver should win this game in a walk. They're a team that is trying to, again, claw their way into relevancy in that AFC playoff picture. This is not a game they can afford to lose against this competition. And I don't think they're going to. So let's take Denver on the road in Vegas to get the win over the Raiders on the line. Like I said, I think the wrong team is the favorite here. The Raiders are favored by a point and a half and that line moved off of just a single point. So it's moving in the Raiders direction, which is good news for me because the Broncos are head and shoulders, the better football team here. So I like them to win outright. Give me plus 1.5 on the Denver Broncos. Now, total in the game set at 42 and a half. It is a very low total. I believe it's one of the lowest, if not the lowest totals in the NFL this week. And I'm going to stay under on it because I don't trust the Raiders on either side of the ball. And if Denver's playing with a backup quarterback, I don't expect a ton of points. So let's stick under 42 and a half points in Denver Vegas. Broncos straight up we're going to hammer the Broncos plus the point and a half in a game that stays under 42 and a half points that is the bronze pick let's go Denver 24 Vegas 13 my silver pick run 12 and 3 straight up 7 and 8 against the spread and an abysmal 4 and 11 on the totals sees the Houston Texans at home playing host to the Los Angeles Chargers now both of these teams are very heavily penalized two of the most penalized teams in the NFL, so that obviously is a detriment against both of them. The Chargers do have the benefit here of the long week, having played early in Week 15. The Chargers' offense is humming along right now. The last three weeks, they've scored no fewer than 28 points, or the last three games, I should say. And the defense... The defense has been kind of hit and miss. I mean, look, they are coming off of a 34 to 28 loss. So the defense is definitely hit and miss. But in a game like this against competition like this, look, they're coming off of having to just having to have played the Chiefs. The Texans obviously are not the Chiefs. So I think against this competition, I just don't think there's any stopping this Chargers offense, especially when you look at Houston on the defensive side of the ball played better last week. Again, kind of a shocking win for them, 30-16, to 16. but uh, aside from that game, this defense has not been good. I can't believe I just said any win over the Jacksonville Jaguars was a shocking win. In any case, I don't think the Chargers have any problem putting up the points here on Houston, so we're going to go ahead and grab the Chargers on the road to beat the Texans. On the line, Chargers are laying eight points here as a road favorite. I have, this is a three possession game. So I think I got to go ahead and lay the eight points on LA. I think this line opened like minus 10 or minus 10 and a half. And I think the problem was, I think Eckler might've landed on the COVID list, but I think uh, he went on and then I feel like he went back off again. So I feel like there was some kind of weird voodoo shenanigans going on there. In any case, I think the Chargers lay the eight points one way or the other. Total in the game set at 45 and a half. I'm going to take the over on this one. It's not going to fly over, but I think the last score of the game sends it into the over. And again, this is a reflection of how good I think the Chargers offense is going to be in this game. We're going to go over 45 and a half points in LA Houston. Chargers straight up. We're going to lay the points with the Chargers at minus eight in a game that goes over 45 and a half points. That is the silver pick. Chargers 34. Texans 16. My gold pick where I'm 10 and 5 straight up and 8 and 7 both against the spread and on the totals sees the Kansas City Chiefs at home playing host to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Kansas City are going to have the benefit of the long week here having played early in week 15 and boy the Chiefs are all the way back 31 points on average in their last four games only giving up 14 points on average in their last four games and that includes giving up 28 last week but to a really good offense they're not playing that really good offense this week they're playing the Pittsburgh Steelers who offensively have kind of struggled defensively, kind of struggled, although certainly looked better in both cases last week. So maybe they're turning a corner, but I can't really bank on the Steelers turning a corner at this point in the season. The Chiefs look all the way back. So we're going to go ahead and just not overthink it too much and grab the Chiefs at home to beat the Steelers. On the line, Kansas City laying nine and a half points here as a home favorite. I have this as a two possession game, so I think I got to go ahead and lay the nine and a half. It's not the greatest number. I would love to see this number in the eights somewhere, either eight or eight and a half. Like I'd love love the Chargers number here, but it's nine and a half. I think it lands, so I'm going to go ahead and lay the nine and a half points. Totaling the game set at 46. I think this thing goes well over because I do think Pittsburgh will score some points, but the Chiefs offense is looking dynamite right now. So I, it's tough to take an under with them on a number that begins with four. So we're going to go over 46 points in Kansas City-Pittsburgh. Chiefs straight up. We're laying the nine and a half points with Kansas City against the spread in a game that goes over 46 points. That is my gold pick. Let's go Chiefs 35, Steelers 23. And the platinum pick, where I am 11 and four straight up, seven and eight against the spread, and six and nine on the totals. There's still time. There's still time to turn this around. The Green Bay Packers at home playing host to the Cleveland Browns. Now I'm kind of picking on the Browns here because, again, they've had such a, a, a murderous situation between covid and injuries and what have you so yeah i'm kind of picking on cleveland here but it's their bad fortune for having to play green bay this late in the season so cleveland will of course have the detriment of the short week because they play tonight will be interesting to see what happens in that game the packers they control the ball exceptionally well. They don't take penalties. They're, they just clinched the division. So maybe you might think, oh, they clinched the division. They're going to be, you know, foot off the gas pedal. Like, no, 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 no. For Green Bay, the task is very simple. You have to win the NFC because you want home field advantage throughout the NFC playoffs. The NFC championship has to go through Lambeau Field. And that is exactly what the goal is. And if that is the goal, this is not a game that the Green Bay Packers can afford to lose. Lucky for us, they're not going to lose it. Let's take Green Bay here at home to get the win over the Browns. On the line, Packers are laying seven and a half points here as the home favorite. I expected this line to be a little bit bigger, but it's not. And thankful for that. I'm going to go ahead and lay those points here on the Packers minus seven and a half. Total in the game set at 45. I think this gets into the low 50s. So we're going to go ahead and grab the over on this one. Over 45 points in Green Bay Cleveland. Packers straight up. We're laying the seven and a half points with Green Bay at home in a game that goes over 45 points. That is the platinum pick. Let's go. Packers 31, Browns 21. There we have it, folks. The picks are in, and it is time now, of course, once again, for the patented comment of the week the comment of the week from the week 15 episode is going to be someone who shares in my pain in multiple places the comment goes to half moon's picks obviously one of the key members of this progs community his comment from week 15 reads as such well two weeks in a row taking the chalk wins the match and that's in reference to my platinum gold silver and bronze picks from the previous two weeks laying a bunch of favorites and wound up working out two weeks in a row the upper class teams have been separating themselves from the lower this week i'm taking the chalk myself good luck this week in your picks and the progs league fantasy game as always i enjoy the show so we both took the chalk last week and uh, we wound up uh, not doing overly well with that i would have to imagine Um, by the looks of my platinum, gold, silver, and bronze picks. Of course, I certainly did not do very well. He did better than me in the fantasy matchup where we played each other last week, but of course where we're both in consolation was not a great season for either of us. But Moon, fear not. Yours is the comment of the week from the week 15 episode. Week 16 show is now in the books, folks. Thank you so much for taking the time to watch and to listen. Again, week 15 is not done yet. We still got a couple of games to play tonight. I don't think it'll change too, too much in the context of what the picks are going to be. So I felt confident doing the show today and taking a peek at the schedule. There's no other time to do it, really. So when you have no options, you go with the only one that you have. That's it for me, Justin, Bridgewater's Finest on YouTube, Blockbuster underscore guy on Twitter, fueled as always by the incredible folks at Nerd Tease. Thank you so much for listening once again. Enjoy the games coming up in week 16. Fingers crossed we don't have too many more reschedulings and cancellations. And come back again. We will see you again in the week 17 episode where there will be just two weeks left in the NFL regular season. Playoff's going to be here before you know it.